Imagine a realm where every conversation from the bedroom to the boardroom created a world we all want to live in. My next guest and friend, Liz Gold Lerner, is playing that bigger game, transforming her specialty practice into a business platform called Enlightened Communication and is poised for growth and investment. If you own a solo practice, you'll love my guest today, Liz. Welcome. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So, without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff, and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Duff Gardner here today with the Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am very excited today to have a really super interesting guest, someone that um, I admire quite a bit, and who is going to talk to us about enlightened communication. So I'd like to welcome today to our listeners, Liz Gall-Lerner. Liz and I have been hanging out a little bit in a group called the Lucre Luminary, and she has um, a big mission in life she'd like to tell you all about. Welcome to Off My Duff, Liz. Hey, Duff. It's so fabulous to be here. Oh, man, I'm really glad to have you on here. Uh, for our listeners, this is episode number two with Liz and I. We actually had a little bit of a Zoom glitch. So anyway, you're getting an even better episode this time. <laughs> anyway. We're going to wow you. We're going to wow. <laughs> but the reason I was really interested to talk to you today is because I think that you are so, um, you're not just inspirational, but you're also kind of part of a wave of people who are thinking about taking a practice that is super successful offline and moving it online in a big way. And maybe tell us a little bit about your experience doing that, because I think it's a super interesting journey. Sure. Um, so actually, it's a journey that's been going on for several years. Um, initially, thinking about how I could reach more people, um, how my programs could translate, watching other people do all kinds of interesting things. and. Um, really, it first began with um, seeing a course on how to do webinars oh. um, through uh, Callan Rush and Justin Livingston. So um, I initially started to take that class to begin to understand a little bit about working online. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I saw that there are kind of infinite possibilities <laughs> in right. how to do that. Um, you know, when that, that Facebook and, uh, you know, all kinds of social media are involved in that. And I think, um, you know, it's a learning curve that I think a lot of us go through. Sure. Uh, and, you know, it starts, sometimes it just starts with social media. Um, I feel like I'm still a little bit in that learning curve, but feel like I'm really ready to launch a bunch of stuff that I think will be really exciting for people. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I'm 
fairly deeply involved in what you're working on. And I, I really like uh, one of the projects you're currently working on, which is the idea of laying out people's personas and having them kind of participate in understanding their how they how they relate to each other in that way. Is that something you can tell the listeners a little bit about? Sure. So, um, you know, a lot of times we are in a situation and we kind of just react to it, you know, or to the person. Um, We're not really thinking about how we're reacting. We're just kind of there and stuff comes out of our mouths that sometimes is awesome and sometimes (laughs) isn't so awesome. (laughs) And often it's because we're kind of um, unconscious of something inside of us that's either um, reminiscent of an experience we had in the past or some experience we had with that person in the past or some fear we have about the future. So once we get conscious about what part of us is actually operating in a given moment, we can be totally aligned with our true power and really uh, have not only a conversation with that aspect, but kind of understanding how the different aspects of ourselves, which I'm I've really created um, an archetypal system around that to make that a bit more understandable. Huh. But so that when, when different um, parts of ourselves can ha- be in alignment with each other and we get to be the master, we are constantly having choice when we're present in the moment. So life changes quite a bit in a positive way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Now, is there like, like, is there an example you could walk us through of one of the archetypes that makes sense for somebody? Because I know I'm quite interested in what that looks like. Is, is that something you can go into sure. a little bit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of my favorites. So remember, these archetypes can both be our saboteurs as well as our champions. Right. So when we understand kind of what the saboteur aspect is, we get to really work with that and bring that, bring that into the champion um, energy. So one, uh, one really fun one is the protector, right? So we all have a part of ourselves that, um, you know, we all want to be safe. We all want to feel safe when we're walking, um, walking in our, in our world. Mm -hmm. And our protector has been, um, working with us since we were tiny people. And sometimes when, um, that part of our system has figured out how to handle um, a situation like somebody speaks sternly to, right. to, to them. Like maybe as a child, somebody you know, spoke sternly and they figured out a way to not have that bother them so much. You know, put up a little bit of a wall or um, speak sternly back <laughs> or right. any number of things that one could imagine, right? So because that worked well in the past, often we carry these things with us, right? And we just keep reacting the same way because, well, hey, it kept us safe then. Let's just do it now. But we're not really aware that we're doing it. So we may know that we may have a harsh tone or put up a wall or, um, you know, actually withdraw, but we may not know why we're doing it. Right. Right? So um, learning about that archetype helps us understand... A little bit about why we're doing it and then um, we get to help that piece sort of move itself into the present moment right and really assess if that is a method that's serving us now or not and then how do we take that protector that really valuable part of ourselves 
and make it into our champion and really serve us so that we can feel safe, but we can also navigate certain situations much, much better and get really have the life we want to live because we're, we're able to get more of what we want. Um, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the lifestyle design realm in the sense that they talk about things like default future. Mm. And it feels like what, that's kind of what you're talking about, where you're giving people tools to kind of self-assess on the fly and to be able to shift gears intentionally. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's another really intrinsic piece of, of the program that I'm talking about sure. um, that's sort of a prerequisite to being able to do that which is really teaching people how to actually be present in the moment. Wonderful. Because it's really hard to know what's going on if you're actually not here. And right. we walk around all the time multitasking, doing all kinds of things, thinking that we're thinking we present in the moment. Right. But we've got some backstory going on, and, and we're really not actually, you know, standing on the earth in this moment, recognizing that it is whatever time it is on whatever day it is and being neutral. Right. So I'm talking about neutrality in the moment, not just presence. Huh. Uh, that's actually a super interesting uh, in itself. I think that presence is something that gets talked about quite a bit. So that's an interesting kind of view on the word presence that mm -hmm. is kind of unique. I like that a lot. Mm, thanks. Yeah. I think it's super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds like it's really intimately tied to your mission statement as well, uh, which, you know, we were talking about uh, before the podcast began. Mm -hmm. And maybe tell us a little bit about that and kind of what's driving you. Sure. So um, my mission is enlightened communication. Right. And what I found, and the reason really I created this work is that, um, so I've been a, a psychotherapist and coach for over 30 years, and so I've had a lot of experience working with people and their parts, right. <laughs> uh, their internal parts. Right. And, um, you know, what I find is that when we are not present in the moment and when we are driven by um, old wounds or previous experience or... Um, kind of a, a desire or a fear about the future, um, that our communication with, our, with ourselves, first and foremost, um, with our friends or loved ones, and then as we move into a greater realm, our, our workplaces, our communities, our governments, and so on, is significantly affected in a negative way. Because when um, we aren't really neutral in that present moment, we aren't really listening and hearing or seeing, being conscious of what's actually going on around us right. or what people are actually saying or having the ability to inquire as to what they're actually saying before we get our backs up with some reactive response. Um, so it takes away uh, a lot of reactivity and it takes away a lot of assumption. Huh. It gets people into trouble, frankly. Right, right, absolutely. Um, you know, like it seems to me that uh, the kinds of things you're talking about would apply themselves really well into any kind of a corporate realm, you know, because yeah. there are so many um, uh, 
like we're mainly talking about entrepreneurs here, but also just in a, in a corporate context, like there are so many wasted cycles around poor communication mm-hmm. that are not even that well tracked. It just seems like it would be a really apropos, a great concept to make a dent. Yeah. Communicate. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I, I think that, um, I think there are a couple of critical ways where, where that's really true. And I think one is from the personal perspective well, three, well, many, probably many, but three I'm going to name. One is the personal perspective. One is the managerial perspective. But the other is the systemic perspective. Right. Because when when there are are kind of um, blips or inconsistencies or um, faulty communications that happened within a system, the system um, eventually is severely damaged. So, um, you know, getting clear on what the message is and getting clear on how people communicate it with each other and how people respond to each other in doing their work tasks um, is really important. There's been so much talked about in terms of um, kind of the work, uh, the work environment and, and what, um, sort of what the creative uh, message is for staff in, in a corporate workplace. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of experience just, you know, as I'm sp- listening to you, um, I'm thinking about systems within com- companies. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when that communication is not, um, if, there's, if there's a lack of trust, for example, uh, mm-hmm. right. through the different communication vehicles, there's like an exponential impact on not just, time cycles, but productivity cycles, uh, satisfaction at work, um, you know, people staying or going like there's the, the impact is immense. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you start at the beginning, it's the family, right? Like we, right. we grow up in systems yeah, and we have uh, as individuals systems, like we are a system as an individual. So, um, you know, it's easy, it's kind of easy to see why a corporation um, might become dysfunctional. If we look at at just, you know, a simple example like a a family where somebody might assume that somebody should be saying something in a particular way or that they are and then, you know, it's like playing telephone. <laughs> you know, a right. message a message comes out and then somehow it's heard differently and then that is communicated and then you're off to the races. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you brought up family too because, you know, this, uh, this podcast is really, you know, a lot of the listeners are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And of course, your family becomes part of the mix, you know. Yep. communicating about what you're doing, how you're existing within that family unit as you're self-employed, maybe both partners are self-employed. Um, you know, it seems like the way you communicate with each other is, is I mean, you know, it's, it's really important as an entrepreneur, not just yeah. to your clients, but internally, just to your family. Yeah, because that's your support system. Sure. You know, um, I do a lot of work with... Um, with couples both in coaching and in, in therapy. And what I find is this enlightened communication model um, creates really universes that people don't even know are there. 
which is fascinating. Right. You know, because we walk around with, without even knowing it, a lot of assumptions that other people think the way we do, even the right. people closest to us. Right. They might not, <laughs> but that might not be a bad thing. True. Yeah, absolutely true. Now, this is something that you've, you've dedicated a big chunk of your life to, and I always like to find out um, origin stories. Like, what mm-hmm. got you started down this path? And I don't just mean online. I mean, just in general, what got you interested in this topic? Well, um, the topic itself, I think, came from all of the work that I've done with people, the enlightened communication piece. But I think doing the work itself, um, it kind of arose uh, organically. So when I was a a kid or a teenager, I used to help everybody with their problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I was kind of analytic. And, but, but I think the spark that really pushed me in this direction, because I'm, I'm originally an art therapist, I'm also a painter, so cool. um, there's that creative piece in there. Um, I, I had been doing um, a practicum before I really had gone to graduate school uh, with, uh, at an elementary school um, in art therapy. I was just doing a survey course. And I you know, went to this school and this... Um, uh, they kind of put all the kids who either weren't behaving or weren't speaking with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> groups of <laughs> six or seven at a time. And there was one little boy who um, kept trying to burst into the, the, the group that I had. Right. Um, and when it was finally his turn, he came in and he drew this picture of a, of a person, well, of a tiny, 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 tiny little person and a humongous monster. No. And not really knowing what I was doing, but having some pretty good instincts. I said, uh, what's happening in that picture? And he said, the little boy can't get home because the monster's in the way. Yeah. And I said, oh, so what can you do to help him? And he thought about it and he drew another monster that was fighting that monster and the boy could then run past him. So the reason that that was so powerful for me Mm -hmm. was that, you know, as I later learned, I mean, this child lived in a neighborhood where that was a problem for him and um, there wasn't really a solution necessarily, but that through his own creative process, through his own, you know, having to think about it and and take some power, he was able in that moment to solve the problem and to reduce his anxiety and to believe that he had some kind of power in that situation. Right. So as an art therapist, which is sort of different than what we're talking about, but as an art therapist, that parallel process created an ability in this child to believe that he had some control over his universe, which is really all we're talking about. Right. Right. Uh And, um, you know, it, it, it went as far as it went, but when we, when we talk about, um, how people can find 
their own sense of ability to navigate their world, um, that's really, I think, the critical piece here. That in order to have more joy, in order to feel less anxiety, in order to feel like you can actually accomplish what you want to accomplish, you have to know you can do it. Right. And, or at least have some creative ability sure. to do it. Yeah. And I think this, what, what's now for me boiled down to communication is really not just about communication. Sure. As, you know, maybe we've, we've touched on is that when you really understand what part of yourself is in pain or what part of yourself is reactive or what part of yourself is, you know, needing to do something that might not be serving you in the moment, but did a long time ago, you're really understanding yourself more deeply. Right. And so, you know, that gives you power and it also helps you create vision. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, and, um, you know, like I, I, I think that your vision in particular is, is, you know, it's, it's really important. It's, it's great that you're getting it out into the world in a bigger way. And yeah, there's this word that you and I have kind of talked about before, which is the idea of a platform. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of these words that's around now when people talk about building an online presence. Ironically, there's the word presence again. They talk about a platform. And so as you kind of grow your business forward, what kind of things are you looking at as you build your platform here in the next little while? So I think what's, what's important is to, to kind of talk about the distinction between having a practice and a platform. Sure. And um, so for me, I have a practice that has my name on it and people come and see me and I do, you know, work with them online or in person, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I'm attached to it and people see me as it. Sure. Um, I think where I want to go with this, because I think this message is so important, is that, that there are, are courses or elements that people can... Um, can learn from or, or connect to or buy or whatever that um, live way past me um, where it's something that's functioning beyond just my identity, but is something that can serve for many years to come. And so, so there's that piece of what platform means to me. Right. There's also the piece that it is more, um, uh, automated in a way so or more people are taught how to teach it so that um, it is not dependent on me and more people have access to it it's really about access right um, and longevity so I'm learning about how to do that <laughs> that's great and um, I have to throw this in here because you just came back from a trip to China I did. Which is interesting. And so as you kind of looked around in a, in a different culture, like how did the kinds of things that we're talking about today kind of flow through you? Wow, that's a hard question because I understood nothing <laughs> of what was being spoken. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think the best answer to that is that Again, depending on the culture we live in and the restrictions that that may um, 
may that may apply in those in a different culture. Sure. Um, people are humanity is humanity, and people are behaving the way they behave and living their lives and you know getting online and not getting online and you know kids are having fun in the subway and uh, you know um, people are doing their work um, having their relationships so. You know, we're all thinking about the same things. I think I was really struck, um, uh, you know, by speaking with people who do live there that, you know, they're concerned about where their kids are going to go to school. They're concerned about, you know, their health. They're concerned about their jobs. They're concerned about, um, you know, their joy, really. And so. Right. Well, I think. Universality to all of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm Canadian, and so one of the things I did earlier in my life is I went to Quebec and spent a summer there. And it's amazing mm. the appreciation you learn for other people and communication and how to communicate when you when you hang out with people face to face. Yeah, it's a deep respect, right? Yeah. Like you know, to really not um, you know to be of a different culture and and really. You know, it puts you in the place if 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 you're that kind of traveler, um, that is kind of what I'm talking about because you kind of have to back off and be neutral and right. see what's there and and um, act appropriately, right? You know, with more compassion and more respect, maybe right. than we do in our. Hopefully, we all do it in our everyday lives, but. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, at times, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I've had a fantastic time talking to you today, um, as always. Uh, I think this is a really important message to the world, and I'm I'm, I'm very honored that you've come on the show and shared your message with us and the audience here today, Liz. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Duff. It's really, again, as you said, always a pleasure to speak with you, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to make sure that uh, everybody's got the right... Uh, place to go to find out more information about enlightened communication. And so what you can do is you can go to Liz's primary website, which is yourinspiredchoices.com. So that's Y-O-U-R-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-C-H-O-I-C-E-S.com. I probably didn't need to spell that, but I did. <laughs> thing and if anybody wants to have a conversation with me just click on the calendar that sounds fantastic thank you so that is yourinspiredchoices.com and our guest today has been liz gall learner and yeah thanks so much liz it's been fantastic and i appreciate you being here all right so this has been the off my duff podcast thank you so much to the listeners for coming today and remember to teach what you love and live from your truth i'm duff gardner see you next time bye now Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, The Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy 
and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.